What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Tuesday, August 4th. Here's what you missed after your brain slowly melted watching another Trump interview. Okay, by now you may have heard about the giant blast that occurred in the port of Beirut, the capital of Lebanon. This is still a developing story and we don't have all the details, but what looks like a factory caught fire and then shortly thereafter, a giant explosion could be seen that rocked the downtown and urban areas of Beirut, shattering windows, doors, and knocking down entire buildings. The blast was felt as far away as Cyprus, over 200 kilometers offshore. There have been dozens of videos and photos shared on social media showing both the actual blast and the devastation and shockwaves that followed. As for what caused this blast, initially there were reports that maybe this was tied to the quote, rising tensions between Israel and the Hezbollah group along Lebanon's borders, end quote. But as of now, Israel has currently denied any involvement. There was also questions that maybe this was a fireworks factory or related. And if you saw the video, you can understand why people have thought that. Link in the show notes. But that theory has also been dismissed. The latest story is that, quote, the Lebanese security chief, Abbas Ibrahim, blamed combustible chemicals stored in a warehouse. The interior minister, Mohamed Fami, said ammonium nitrate had been among the materials stored and called for an investigation into how it ignited. Talks of fireworks is ridiculous, said Ibrahim. There are no fireworks, but rather highly explosive material, and I can't foretell the investigations. It seems the explosion happened in a warehouse of highly explosive material that was confiscated years ago, end quote. So as of now, there are at least 25 that have died and thousands of casualties have been reported. Okay, this should be a pretty short story. I'm just going to clarify something for you right quick. Both the president and vice president are running around on TV doing interviews, talking about mail-in voter fraud, and they're criticizing the idea of both universal and mass mail-in voting come November. And yeah, the U.S. Postal Service definitely isn't great, especially lately thanks to changes made by Trump appointee Louis DeJoy, but that's a whole other story. This one is just about these two, and especially the vice president, Mr. Pence. Both of them are out here in interview snapping at mail-in voting while at the same time praising absentee ballots, even calling them perfectly acceptable. And if you'll recall, Trumpito himself voted by mail back in the March primary. Even Pence did so as well. And this is why the story is going to be short. Listen, don't tell them, but absentee votes and mail-in votes are the exact same thing. Maybe he thought they were delivered via carrier pigeons. I don't know. Maybe they're deliberately trying to confuse you so that you just don't vote. Either way, PolitiFact says on their website, quote, there is no objective difference between absentee voting and voting by mail. All mail ballots, regardless of how they are requested, are treated the same once they're cast. They all require verification before being counted, end quote. Pack Washington state is already a complete mail-in voting state, as in all of their ballots, or at least the majority, are by mail. They gonna force them to change that up too? Who knows? The administration has said that they're gonna take Nevada to court to 
prevent them from sending out ballots to everyone. But hey, he also said he would have a full and complete healthcare plan to present two weeks ago, and that hasn't even breathed an ounce of life in the public. So what are we really going to expect from this? Man, Google really has been on a tear lately. Some good news some bad and this story is one of the bads do you have one of those google home devices in your house always listening but only listening for the magic phrase hey google i said it slowly so it wouldn't trigger yours i have one had one but it's locked away in the closet as it should be because that's all it should be listening for right is just the hey Google? Well, after a report from Protocol earlier this week, turns out, nope. Your super speaker has a super power. Remote activation. Quote, the company admitted Monday following a report by Protocol that it had updated an unspecified number of Google Assistant enabled devices to respond to auditory cues beyond the user specified wake phrase. Google told Protocol this was a mistake that was quickly fixed, but did not appear to address the larger privacy concerns that such a mistake signifies. After all, how are users supposed to trust a live microphone in their home if someone can remotely update it to be even more invasive without their knowledge end quote so yeah it turns out that these devices were sending users alerts for things like smoke detectors and glass breakage even though these devices were not connected to the internet or even smart capable it was the google home microphone listening in but if you didn't opt in what else has it been listening in on quote understandably then any change to a google device that makes it more prone to activate and possibly record users is worth scrutinizing a difficult task when the update is made behind closed doors trader joe's love that place great quality food respectable pricing and no they don't own aldi I'll correct that now. Side note, Trader Joe's is owned by Aldi Nord. Aldi in America is owned by Aldi Sud. These are two companies in Germany, each one owned by a brother. But in America, Aldi Nord operates under the name Trader Joe's. Okay, that's not what this is about. It's actually about some of the products that they sell under their own brand, kind of. You see, for their ethnic foods like Latino foods and Asian foods, they use the brand name Trader Jose and Trader Mings. And so an online petition was made because that's what you do nowadays and gathered some, I don't know, 50,000 signatures or so. And it seemed like Trader Joe's was going to change the names of these products. You know, they didn't want to get hashtag canceled. But now it looks like they just changed their minds and might keep the names for those ethnic brands after all. Quote, recently we have heard from many customers reaffirming that these name variations are largely viewed in exactly the way they were intended as an attempt to have fun with our product marketing trader joe said in a statement posted on its website we continue our ongoing evaluation and those products that resonate with our customers and sell well will remain on our shelves in its latest statement trader joe's also said it disagreed that any of these labels are racist and that it only retired some of them because they just weren't connecting or selling very well end quote yeah they've 
already dumped Arabian Joes and Armenian Joes, but that's probably because there's very few people in the TJs looking for that Armenian bulgur or lavish. So it looks like they're only making changes based on sales and not yet caring about customer perception. Isn't that just regular standard business? Personally, it doesn't offend me as long as they got all the chickens in stock. Can't be running low on the chickens now, Joe. And finally, fans of the long-running HGTV show Fixer Upper and their hosts, Chip and Joanna Gaines, can rejoice once again. Because it's not dead after all and will return to our television sets once their new Magnolia Network launches. That's right, the lovable house remodeling couple stepped off the small screen in 2018, quote, after five seasons and drawing in a record-breaking 17 million weekly viewers during its final run. The day we wrapped our final episode of Fixer Upper, we really believed there was a chapter closed, Chip and Joanna said, of the series comeback. We knew we needed a break and a moment to catch our breath but we also knew we weren't done dreaming about ways to make old things new again these past few years we've continued tackling renovations and projects doing the work we're passionate about but i don't think either of us anticipated how the show would become such a permanent fixture in our hearts they said we've missed sharing the stories of these families and their homes with you and we're excited to do that again very soon end quote so yeah fixer upper will be returning to the mag Magnolia Network, which was supposed to premiere in October of this year, but has been pushed back to 2021 at some point due to the Ronas. So not only did they get to retire at the top of their game and start their own cable channel network, but then they lead the lineup with their already famous show. I don't know how they secured those rights away from scripts, but well done, Chip and Joanne. And you know, it'll be nice to hear them say those words again, but this time to themselves. Welcome to your new home. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. And thanks to those five or six of you that are still listening around at this point in time. No bonus news tonight, but again, just want to say thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you hear, please remember to share and subscribe and tell your friends top5at5.com. And as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me. I got you with the news.